Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Don't worry, I'll be home soon. While Skeeter sorts out his home life, we are here with the Shelter Footy Cast, <laughs> live and local <laughs> at Backdraft Studios. I sound like a pack-a-day smoker. Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. I'm going to cough. Speak. Hello, Skeeter. Yeah, hello, Scully. You look like Dennis Bergkamp, the Dutch soccer superstar with your... Um, your Dennis mix- Bergkamp. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, anyway, he's got the uh, the, the, the Giants, Giants man. Up the Giants. Through. Uh, yes, uh, good to be here. And uh, yeah. Scully, you'll, you'll confront this in life at some stage once the boys get older and they're trying to get keys to get out of the house and get in the house. And oh, God, it's a shit show. But anyway, it's all good fun. I just gave Jane the roll, roll the cameras, roll the cameras. Let's go. Uh, that is the Southern River Band boys. You know they are out of Thornley. They got a few. They got a new song out today. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> if you're going to give them a plug, you better. Not I want to say us. Van Halen, but I know it's not Van. It's like a play on words with Van Halen. Okay, check, check them out on Spotify. The boys oh, what, just released a new song. What I do know is tomorrow night. Uh, Dice does their best work down at Shelter. How did you know that, Oh, Because I've been promoting for, I reckon, about six months now. I don't think I've promoted anything more. Even on 6PR, we give uh, plugs ad nauseum. Dice, we've given a lot of love to Tomorrow, here. I think there's four tickets left. Oztix.com.au. Really? Go and get them. Well done, Skeet. I've got the bottom art roughie of the week this week. <laughs> I'll give you some liberties this week. It doesn't have to be a $3 because I don't think there's any $3 underdogs. And you know who I'm going for. So yeah. you're going to have to come up with something different. You've left me uh, high and dry. Sorry, mate. Uh, that's us, I think, through the top of the show. Let's get moving. Stan Quaylen. Thank you very much. See ya. Stan, oh, Stan Quaylen. Quaylen, yeah. See? Van Halen, Stan yeah, Quaylen. Yeah, got, got, got that, yep. Very good. Thank you, Skeeter. Let's get into the big moments of the round. Uh, up the Giants. I will stay with that. Uh, big pay deal. Um, has been conditionally approved, basically, between the AFLPA and the AFL. Mm-hmm. $2.2 billion over five years. That's a fair bit of coin, Skeeter. Um, a couple of major points from that mid-season trade is on the table, according to this deal. So players will be able to tra- be traded in the middle of the year. Do you like that? Or do you like- I actually prefer that to the mid-season draft. Yes. Um, oh, I certainly would say prefer. I actually, that resonates with me same. probably better than a, than a mid-season draft. Yep. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. So they can both be held at the same time or, or would we lose the draft in exchange for a trade? Don't have all the details. At Sorry. The <laughs> just to, but what, okay, what would you, can you, could you have both? Um, it's a lot of posturing mid-season, isn't it? I think you probably could. Yeah, I think you probably could have the draft. About the same time? Yeah, I think you could, couldn't you? Oh, you, I suppose. Because I, you'd probably be able to trade draft picks as well in the middle of the season. Jesus, getting a little bit of work, a little bit of work. Skater and I are going to have you all over the playing <laughs> list. Travis Kelsey yeah. very soon. <laughs> so 98% of players uh, voted yes on this one. So 
the only thing that made me think was who's the 2% that said no, and it's basically irrelevant what you think. But I, I don't know. That's pretty much what comes across there. I, I, it's just in brief. So I, I think that, not the sticking point, that I guess when you try and weigh up the men's and the women's pay, yep. and that we know that there's parity now in the finals, the, the reward for the dollars in finals, like what, what the men and the women get, to my understanding. There's, yep. a, there's certainly that ledger has been balanced that's not the that's not a big part of the CBA no, no. Though, to be honest that's no. just a prize money at the end of it which really makes up a tiny small portion okay so the, forget that the, <laughs> the 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 big part is the the day-to-day pay so the women's uh players will um be averaging 70 yeah 70 but they'll they'll be being paid one hundred thirty thousand by twenty twenty seven, so by the end of this deal, will that make them professionals as such? Yeah, I think you'd say that, wouldn't you? I mean, get, no, no, no. I'll be, I'll be happy with a guaranteed one hundred grand a year at the moment. Um, two hundred twenty five, uh, sorry, twenty twenty five season mark the first time that a tier one female player will receive more than one hundred thousand dollars as a base playing wage, and the tier two players will hit those figures in twenty twenty seven. Now I know you were quite, and you said it with a bit of a, a bit of sarcasm, but about the money that's been paid, for instance. To, a, a Ben Mackay or a, a Radagalia yes. possibility for Backman to be getting seven, eight hundred thousand. Yes. But in general, do you believe that AFL footballers are underpaid, overpaid, or about on the money? That's a very good question. Um, by season 2027, 50 men's players are set to be earning over a million dollars. So if you remember the first ever player to get a million bucks, like that it feels like there's only maybe six or seven of them right now. There's going to yeah, be 50 I, I went, by 2027. Think, I'm going back. The big deal I can remember going back in time was Alistair Lynch going up to That's right. from Fitzroy to Brisbane. Now, that was a multi-year, maybe even 10-year deal. I mean, Buddy, Buddy Buddy's the obviously the next deal. one, but that was, again, a 10-year deal. Dusty, you know, Jeremy McGovern's been rumoured to be on that much. Look, to answer your question, I, th- I think it's all relative. So if the money coming into the game is 2.2 billion dollars uh sorry that's not the money coming into the game but if the tv rights keep going up mm. it's got to go to someone doesn't it i mean mm. it's only it's only relevant to the industry you're in bear I- in mind a lot of that money i mean in the end the afl is prop- still propping up clubs like st kilda correct and there are clubs obviously like the giants and the gold coast suns that the afl still pouring money whether that comes directly from broadcast specifically or not but yeah i think the players should directly benefit from the success of the game yeah, i sure. think that they play a bigger part than any other stakeholder in the success of yep. the game you know win lose failure success whatever it is i think the players should hold a large portion of that and they probably should share in if the quality starts going down and people stop going to the footy that's players' responsibility too. I don't think they should have all the positive and no downside. I think they should probably on a sliding scale a little bit. So in saying that, um, the percentage they get as that TV right still goes up, they should go up. To answer your question, I think footy players are overpaid. Yeah, I, I do think they're overpaid. Are overpaid. I think they're overpaid, but it's relevant to what the industry's earning. Like I... It's it's not something that I'm going to argue against because the money's there. So if our players don't get it, give it to the executives. I wouldn't have thought that's no, a good idea. No, well, so you're saying that they're overpaid, but I would sort of half challenge you by saying if some of our best players in the competition aren't being paid as much as the CEOs of respective clubs and certainly not the CEO of the AFL, yeah. that, that to me, and you've said it, they're the the stars of you know the yeah. stars of the show. I mean, yeah. administrators. With, with all due respect, you can you can find administrators a lot more easily than finding players that get you through turnstiles. Whether it's Dusty Martin, whether it's Buddy, whether it's Nick Dacos through the final, whatever it is, I, I just like to know the balance. That's to streamline one. my comments. I think players are overpaid compared to 
people out in the real world. And no, I think a lot of people listening would, would agree with that. But inside the AFL, they're probably underpaid but to agree with But why don't you compare it to, to other sporting organisations? And I guess it's difficult because, say, in America, the NFL... Well, they're the highest paid, they're the highest paid league in Australia, the yes. AFL, yes. as they should be. But they also generate the dollars that yeah. demand... You can't that. compare it to the... America. No, but you're talking about even even with soccer, with the, the dollars that are they overpaid, underpaid? I think bottom line is I think their, their shelf life, the average footballer's shelf life or, or career, I think you'll know, is so, less than five years. So is like Lionel Messi who's getting going to a billion bucks. Is he overpaid? Do you think? Like, do you, well, I would have thought it's, so. It's it's it's, re- it's relative. Yeah, of course. He's bringing in the money. Miami's absolutely dominating in merch sales and he's got shares in Google and shares in the league and all of that. It's just relative to what he's doing. So in Australia, right here in the AFL, within the AFL, I think they're underpaid. The, the way that the amount of money's coming in, I don't think they've got a big enough slice. But in society here in Australia, they're, they're overpaid. They're, they're overpaid for how, how much do they work? But, uh, they, they work seven months a year. Yeah, but by the same time, if you compare it to the bloke that, you know, sweep streets or, or does, you know, clean or whatever. I, absolutely. But we, I think you need to compare apples with apples with entertainers, sort of, sort of, sporting entertainers, I yeah. I have I have been in there, like, on the racket that is in there. So, I like, I do know that you can't compare it to a, a brickie. But I would say that the amount of time they've got off, the... Um, what is it, eight weeks pu- now? Pure, it's more than eight, Is mate. it more than eight? Eight was when I started. So it's eight, about 16 weeks, mate. 16 weeks, seriously? Mate, West Coast would have been done how long ago? Four, four weeks ago? Yeah. Pre-finals by, four weeks ago. They start a lot earlier than finals teams, obviously. Some, they're back. going back in December. Is that normal? As in like... They, they go what, back in December. So if they'd they finish, finish... in August. If they finish this weekend or next weekend, September 30... They'd still go back in December? Yeah, like the teams that last longer in finals go back December 15 and West Coast go back December 1 or December 2. Yeah. And their young players might go back a couple of weeks earlier. Okay. That's a long time off, Skate. Yeah, well, I don't disagree. Anyway. A lot of time to uh, either put on some... Don't worry, my, my view would have changed when I was inside. I would have said, give us more money. <laughs> We're not paid enough. Uh, the Grand Final Parade's back on the street, Skeeter. Yeah. I think this is a bloody good call. The Yarra River... Put Primer. Majestic as it may be. It's an absolute shithole. It's a shocking river. It runs through the middle of uh, Melbourne City. And that was done, I think, in part because of COVID. So oh, get 100% because. Getting back to normal, although it's a slightly different route, I understand, this year. So It better still be going down Punt Road, down that I, main hill. I, Mate, that, 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 that is... Apart from the grand final day, the two grand final parades that I participated in, coming around the corner at the top of the hill, I think it's is it Punt Road? It doesn't feel like it's Punt no, Road. It's Punt Road. I'm Cut. thinking more the CBD. Punt Road's you know, obviously Richmond Way. Yeah, but like at the MCG, have you been to the parade? Like it's okay, next to the I'm MCG. Yeah, well, well, it's next. It's next to the MCG. Can, can I say that it, it historically has not gone to the MCG? It is is gone and finished at uh, Parliament what do you mean House. Historically. I'm just I've been, I've been in two of them, and they both ended up the MCG. Well, most most ones that I've been to and covered have not ended. Wait, at what the year? MCG. What year was we're this talking in? from '90s through the 2000s? They went through the CBD and ended up with say Nick Revolt and uh, Scott Pendlebury, for instance. I think it's Government House or Parliament House in the city, and they stand on so, the steps. So and, we started at Government House and finished the MCG. Yeah, that's but Government that, House is about. 400 a kilometer from the MCG. No, no, so I never finished the MCG back. When? Back. When? When? Well, I can. Well, we can get. You can't say never. <laughs> you about? I, I tell you, in the last 30 uh, <laughs> grand final parades, I reckon there have been very few end at the MCG. Very few. Maybe the last three or four years, but that's about it. Know your role and 
No, I wanted the fucking giant theme song, Jaden. Come on, switch on, please. Uh, look, I remember uh, chasing Tony Lockett down the up the streets of Collins Street or Burke Street, and you'd and he, the only time you get to speak to Plugger was when he's in the car because when he's in the Tony car, Lockett. he can't move. Like in 1996, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, we talk. But this is going back 30 oh, years. Fuck me, like they, we, oh sorry, we'll just go back. Used to not have seatbelts in cars back in the day no, as well, mate. Oh, oh sorry, seriously, sorry. Of course, and, and you know you oh, can't oh. can't go back to know, knowing things from before you were playing. Of <laughs> well, course. Well, I, no, I don't like to generally speak about those things because what, what history? What just? <laughs> or was it just about your era? And that's it. The rest of the, the, the time in, in footy can go and get rooted. Obviously. Yes, that's yes. correct. Okay. So what was the point of that conversation? Well, I just said that it, it, it used to not end at the MCG. You said, oh, it always ends at the MCG. I said, no, it hasn't always done that. All right. Anyway, if anyone's but, listening along still, I would like you to send in to the Shelter Footycast. Send me an email or hit us up on social. Shelter Footycast right. on socials. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. I want to know the exact route of the grand final parade for <laughs> the last year? 50 years. No, yeah, I, I, I want the route, 50 years. Okay. All right. The route. Which we, we need, yeah, okay. What? It's a route in Australia, <laughs> we call it. Of course it is. <laughs> Oh, don't make me laugh today, Skeeter. Luke Shuey's becoming a coach. He's done at the West Coast Eagles as a player and he's stepping straight into the development coaching ranks. Thoughts on that? Oh, he does a terrific job, I'm sure. Will do a terrific job with the young players. My only feeling is that if he wants to become a, an assistant slash senior coach in the next five years, and you'd know more about that than me, I would suggest that his best avenue would be to cut his ties with the Eagles at some stage and, and, and learn maybe a different different you see, club. You see a lot culture. of players do that, don't you? That you Just, it seems the most obvious way to do it. Yeah. Don't you to, think that's a, the, 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 the most obvious thing to do is um, give yourself a bit of separation at some stage and like say Dean Cox has done or, or like you know there's so many that have got moved clubs just to yeah. just to get a different feel of it, a different environment yeah it's, you, know. you don't actually see too many guys sort of stay with one club and continue on that way because I think probably once Luke sort of cuts his teeth as a year or two at West Coast you'll realise he needs to still grow mm. and develop and yep. see somewhere else so I think it's a good start for him. I'm happy he's staying in West Coast. He's one of my good mates. I'll yep. probably grow a couple of wines with him once he's finished up. Matty Rosa uh, is moving to Victoria. He's a West Coast Eagle, Gold Coast player, played over 200 games in the NFL. 207. 207. Yeah, really good effort. So he played, I think he played 160, 170 with 168, I think. And then top yeah. topped him up with Gold Coast. Uh, he then came back here, was a, was a development coach, like Lou Shoe is going into at the West Coast Eagles. I remember having a conversation with Rose in 2020. I retired... He was his contract was up at West Coast, and he had the opportunity to sign again with West Coast, and continue down the coaching path, or go and do what he ended up doing at Peel Thunder uh, as a GM role down there. Uh, my advice to him was, and not saying I've you know made him as a human being, but I, I thought it was a good opportunity to get outside West Coast, as we just spoke mm. about, experience a different system, and get that administration experience, which he went and did. I signed with Peel at the same time, so we both rocked up at Peel day one, basically. And I only knew him as a teammate. Um, and what he was able to do from an administrator, I was extremely impressed with. Like, he was very, very good at his job. So he's been um, hired by Essendon to take over from Adrian Dodoro. Yeah, 25 years, uh, essentially, at the club. And it's a good it, stint. It's a really good stint. Uh, and the the I guess the key plank to this appointment is, is Craig Vozzo, who... We've known Matt really well, and, and obviously Matt's got a grand final to prepare for on Sunday for Peel Thunder. Yep. Uh, and look, the dealings I've had with him, uh, terrific. He's just he's a decent, really decent fellow, good operator. Um, I think he's just a good human being, and that's apart from being a good administrator, you just want good people in your organisation. That's what Essendon have, have got from a. Uh 
opportunity point of view. I think he's walking in, into such a great opportunity. Mm. As you mentioned, Adrian Dodoro, he's been a good operator, but he's been there for 25 years. and Fresh set of eyes. And Essendon fans, they've had an, they want someone new. So yeah. I think as long as Rose doesn't go in there and pull too many big shots and gets a couple right, they'll – They'll be like, well, have a look at this guy. He's, he's, yeah. he's ticking all the boxes. And um, such a big club in Melbourne as well. Um, like you said, under Craig Vozzo, I think it's a great signing and um, very happy for Matty And they would have seen the Bombers uh, sitting back uh, with the top five for part of this year. They'd be sitting back right now watching a team they hate, they despise in a prelim final yes. in Carlton yes. and thinking, that should be us. We should be doing that. Like, you know, we've... When are we going to be doing this? Because they've had this is the drought-wise in terms of playing finals and success, not too dissimilar to Carlton. Yep, that's correct. Simon Garlick and Don Pike rumoured to be head-to-head for this CEO job at the West Coast Eagles. You got any more news on that? Any thoughts and feelings? Uh, not only the fact, I think if you're lining them up, I think Don Pike probably, and look, the consultancy recruiting group will, will have a list of, of players, male and female, and top execs from inside footy, outside footy. Will you get any input, do you think? Uh, we'll get very little input. Uh, <laughs> zero input, in fact, Scully, as you... Uh, as I will. <laughs> as you will. Um, I would have thought the Simon Garlic one is, is probably less likely than more. Only, look, he's been at the Dockers since 2019, eight years before that at Western Bulldogs. Highly thought of. I would have thought his next step, ideally for him, would be going back to Melbourne in an AFL role. But I might be 100% Hasn't wrong. Hasn't he just missed the boat with that? They've just made three major hires at the AFL. Yeah, they just hired the CEO, the manager of footy, and another one. Yeah. I, well, Not too many other jobs going on, I thought. Well, they, these things can, can change pretty quickly. But my point is that if he's in a CEO role here now and he's not got the job done that he came to do for Fremantle, why would you leave without the job finished? And What's the, the better job, do you reckon? CEO of Freo or CEO of West Coast? Oh, well, I, what you I think West Coast probably. Eagles as a great club to join now. I think it's like a stock that is so low. I would love, if I'm in footy, I'm thinking, get me in there. Don't you think it's great to build something? Although it's hard yards, there's going to be some, real, some work to be done and you're going to cop a lot of wax around the ears. I think that's a great club to be at now. And you're not building from zero, though. Oh, it's not like West Coast are scrounging around for some money. No, I mean, you've got you know, a lot of planks in there. Obviously, the list needs work, but I think it's a great time to join the Eagles. Conversely, I think Fremantle with Simon, I suspect he his job was to come there. He's got record membership as part of his uh, deal, but he also has talked about that grand plan, and that's winning a premiership at least one premiership, and he hasn't done that. So I'd suspect he has got some unfinished business at Fremantle, and I would be very surprised if he ends up at the West Coast Eagles. I'd be very surprised if the board at West Coast don't have a name that we don't know about that's completely external to football. Like, it just – it doesn't make any sense to me – down the road, the team down the road, the no, CEO, and, and an ex-premiership player who's coached the club, they're the two guys. Like, it, that doesn't make any no, sense totally. to me. And look, I've got, I've got mail that going back a few months ago, um, you're right on the money there because a guy called Lonnie Bossy, who used to run Crown here in Perth, really good bloke. I know him, he uh, loves his footy. Uh, there may have been some discussions with him, for instance. So a lot of people go, who's Lonnie Bossy? But He's a good administrator in terms of outside of footy, but also loves his footy. So I'm sure there's maybe a dozen or, or 20 that they'll, in that space, that they'll at least consider before they, you know, maybe go to, on their merry way and appoint someone. In the end, this is a business. This isn't this isn't uh, coaching a football team. And yes, you need some knowledge of football and sport and the ins and outs and the politics of that, but... I would think that the major deciding factors would be a business acumen and how you could run a business. It doesn't hurt to, like, a bit like Tom Harley at Sydney, know your footy, 
know you you know it doesn't hurt like as Nizi has had that footy background and also the business background so that that's the ideal one I think but you're right they, they could go in a completely diff- different direction but I, I suspect not it's prelim final weekend let's get into those games will Schofield Mark Reading Shelter footy cast Well, he's still waiting for the still waiting for the song. <laughs> Collingwood VGWS five fifty Friday MCG Orange Tsunami is coming. Collingwood just sitting waiting, sitting ducks as far as I'm aware and 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 thoughtful about oh, this. I've got to oh. say, you've just won over the Collingwood faithful uh, on social media. They love you, don't they? Bottle Mart Ruffy of the Week. <laughs> Start your footy weekend at Bottle Mart. Grab your shoulders where Bottle Mart has you covered. I don't even need to get into this game to tell you who's winning this one. <laughs> That's funny, right? GWS gets this done, Skeeter. Yeah, you know what? Collingwood faithful. I don't know if it's the last um, couple of weeks on Twitter that I've won them over with, or maybe we might, you know, single-handedly won the 2018 Premiership against them. That probably They're probably harboring those feelings a little bit for a while as well. I live I live solely in the heads of Collingwood fans for forevermore, and I enjoy it. Uh, last time these sides met, GWS lost 65 uh, by 65 points. Um, we did that game. And their second lowest point scored of the year. We did do that game. Yep. I felt like at the time when we were calling that game, they they tried to play. Maybe they they didn't have their game that we're seeing right now going. It was like the beginnings of. I remember calling it and saying they're trying to match Collingwood at their own game, but they're not good enough. Mm. I remember talking about that at the time. They got smashed by Collingwood. They did they go pretty hard at Nick Dacos? They did. Yep, that was an occasion. Yep, which you were calling for. Yes, and they dropped it. Whether they do that this week. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. It's interesting, isn't it? The, the, the line, I've read a couple of articles about you know, showing bravado and physicality in, in, in finals, but bottom line is the Giants, uh, you're right, that's, it's almost a distant memory, the team that, that played at the MCG on Mother's Day that day. I don't think, that's right. I don't think either side will be looking too much at that game, no, to be honest. No, exactly. They've both evolved from there. Yeah, and look, I know you, you're very big on the Giants, and so am I. Um, but there are some some good numbers from Collingwood's perspective. Uh, they have a 100% win ratio this year when they've won both the contested possession and inside 50 counts. So, I mean, I, I suppose many teams would have that. If, if they win those, they're, they're probably 80 90% anyway. But yes. Collingwood, their style of footy, you, you've had big doubts about them in finals, yes. coming into the finals. Yes. Did the Melbourne victory give you cause to think... Maybe I'm I'm wrong, or did it solidify no. what you think? No, solidified. Um, solidified. Like Melbourne uh, should have won that game. Um, I agree. Well, yep, I agree. And now we're asking for Simon Good to be Goodwin to be sacked, and they need to revamp the list. Melbourne should have beaten Collingwood in that pre, in that qualifying final. Yeah, bad kicking's bad footy, as I yeah, say. Yeah, correct. So look, Collingwood find a way to win. What you we can, what you know? I can bang on about GWS, and hopefully everyone knows I got my tongue in my cheek. But uh, it, Collingwood find a way to win. And they've been the best side all year. And they've got a home prelim final in front of 95,000 Collingwood fans and about 400 GWS fans. So they have everything going their way. The contested ball stats is an interesting one because GWS has been significantly better and dominant in that area of the well, game. I've got to say, the last couple of matches I've called for them, a guy called Tom Green has star. been an enormous star. He's been an- And you've got the silk of Whitfield, the outside, Cornelio and Kelly. Um, but uh, you look at Tom Green and if you're looking for that... What's the equivalent of calling? Is it is it Mitchell um, who does that grunt work? But he's he's such a much bigger body. He's he's a beast. Who? Uh, what's Collingwood's biggest strength? Do you think? I personally think their backline to me is just right with, with Murphy and Moore. Is that right? 
I think it's pretty well. If it's not their biggest strength, it's it's. I, I think that those two blokes make it extremely difficult for opposition sides to score. What, what do you think? Your I was going to say that's their weakness. Their I, defense. I was going to say their back line's their weakness. They're a great attacking defense. Absolutely. I don't think Darcy Moore. Oh, put it this way: I think Darcy Moore's a great player, but I think he's a he's a better offensive player than he is defensively. Yeah, but he's he, there's a bit of it's a bit of Jay McGovern about his yeah. ability to yeah. So the thing with Gov, everyone thinks he's all offense, and I'm probably um, underselling Darcy mm. Moore a little bit. Yeah, he's a great one on one defender. Darcy Moore probably is to an extent. I don't think Collingwood's strength is their backline. Their, their strength is their run and their carry, their dare, their aggression, their their. their Brutality through the middle of the ground. Absolutely, oh, there's there's no question that they, they. This is where the great matchup is on Friday because you've got both teams. I think they're a bit similar in that sense. I, I believe the way they move the grip ball. Yeah, yeah, they really try and spread the opposition. I, yeah, I say the defence because I I still think that they've been strong enough through the. I just think those two players and the team defence. I know Melbourne should have maybe beaten them, but I I still really like Collingwood's defence. The Giants are averaging 95 points per game, the most of any finalists at the moment. Tom Green has 29-plus disposals in all games against top eight sides this season. So when the when the chips are down, he, he goes to work. I would think if they kick 95 points on Friday they night, win. they win. Yeah, I don't think they will, but I think if they kick 95, um, if they do, and Collingwood's around that mark as well, we're in for a cracking game of footy. I, I, I think GWS, I think their strength is their back line. Buckley and Sam, Taylor. Yeah. Sam Taylor and Connor Iden are both in the top five players in the AFL for one-on-one um, yep. contests. Jack Buckley is an absolute superstar. I'm sorry, you can tell me otherwise, but it's not. So there's three players that I think go to Jamie Elliott. So Iden goes to Jamie Elliott. Uh, Taylor goes to Myacek. Jack Buckley, I don't know where that leaves him, but he'll he'll play on someone of some sort of height. Mason is Cox. A, is it Cox or a Darcy? It's Cameron Mason Cox. Pushes forward. Buckley goes on Cox. I think GWS win those three matchups. So where, where are the goals coming from Collingwood? Yeah, well, that's they need the, the mids, whether it's a Dugowie to, to push forward and, and do some damage, whether it's, you know, their defence is, is outstanding. I, see, I still think Collingwood's defence, they're, they're key players, you've mentioned. I think Collingwood's defence and the Giants' defence, yeah, yeah, there's an argument to say that the Giants probably... Defenders have probably just slightly got the advantage in, in terms of the quality, but not, there's a there's a heap of talent there at Collingwood. Who uh, who takes Toby Green Maynard? Yeah, that's what we want. Yes, yeah, Braden Maynard v Toby Green, and it's like putting two you know, a battery with plus plus on it. It's just something's going to explode, isn't it? Something <laughs> something's going to happen at some stage. Haven't you been calling for Toby Green to be suspended all year? Like like fra- what? <laughs> what? Yeah, you retired Franklin. Is, is I the said Toby Lance, Green I, I predict, No, I predicted Lance Franklin would retire mid-year. Yeah, but you know how I've been bagging on about Toby Green winning the Brown. Like, I think, haven't I, you been saying, oh, is I'm he a, suspended? Or is that Paps? Maybe that's Papaleo. I'm not a detractor at all of Toby Green. Okay. I, I, I would have him almost first picked in my side Great. if I was putting together an AFL team right today. I just hope... I hope if that is the matchup, they go hard, but not too hard. No, because there's, 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 there's obviously a, an but, issue. With, well, I don't think Maynard will, but I think Maynard's had his little... Uh, scare in the night, so he's he's going to be. But I just think they're, they're two players I'm really looking forward to seeing. The midfield matchups are terrific. You know, if this match wasn't played at the MCG in front of ninety thousand fans, I know they've travelled well, one one at eleven different venues this year. Um, it's got to be worth a couple of goals to Collingwood, doesn't it? I think so. Like the the home crowd, the the feeling when GWS run out. The only thing is, GWS get this everywhere. They, yeah. they don't have the support. It's not like a Brisbane Lions who get this massive home support at the Gabba coming to the MCG. 
GWS do this and they've won at every ground. Mm. And do you know what I mean? It's not I don't think the home crowd advantage against GWS would hurt like a West Coast, for instance, or a Frio, or these teams that have these massive home crowds. Yep. GWS doesn't have that. We haven't spoken about him. Nick Dacos is about backskater, so Josh will certainly be happy getting those two boys together. But uh, the last time he played GWS, he had 41 disposals. Um, I don't think he's playing if this isn't a prelim final. I, I saw some more footage of him during the week. He, man, he's half limping. He hasn't played any footy. He's done one full match sim last week. Um, I don't think his fitness will be an issue. He's an incredibly fit player arguably the best player in the AFL. So all those things I'm not doubting. But I'm telling you right now, finals footy is different. Well, and, that's, that's and the thing. pressure will come. And it, whether you're Nick Dacos or Will Schofield, um, where there's a huge disparity in talent and quality, you, you're still going to find it difficult having six to eight weeks off and then coming straight into a prelim final. It's but just a fact, mate. Do you think he will play, given that uh, uh, Craig McRae has sort of alluded to the fact that he might not play his conventional role that he does, whether that's slightly changing up, playing him a little bit more forward to try and maybe alleviate some of that yeah, that uh, that heat on him. But you're going to play him if he's fit. I, he's trained pretty well. That's that's what yep. the, the mail out of Melbourne is. You're suggesting that he's probably not going to be 100%. It's just an eye just, test, mate. Just, yeah. just looking at him. Yeah. I, I just don't think he looks 100%. And I don't, I don't think really see there's a way there's going to be. But they have to play him. It's a prelim final. He's their best player. 100%. And, and Flynn's going to be... Um, available, uh, is it Flynn or Briggs? Uh, Flynn, Briggs. Briggs, sorry, Briggs. The Briggs is good to go. The shoulder, but he's okay to go. The captain's run this morning, the Giants. Um, I like Briggs as well. He's got a yeah. got a bit about him. Yeah. Um, no, this, it, they're, they're a team which I think, I think if you're not a Collingwood supporter tomorrow night, you, you're desperately hoping the Giants get through. But from a, a grand final perspective, there's still that... Slim possibility of uh, the biggest grand final in the, the last 20 years. If GWS don't win, um, at least their social media have been the best in the land uh, over the last four weeks. It's been outstanding stuff. Have you seen that? I've seen some of it, yes. Taylor Adams is out. Just He's, he's done. Hammy. Small hammy. He's not playing in the granny. Not playing, so. not playing in the granny, mate. bit like, uh, was it Holmes last year for, yeah. for Geelong? It's a hamstring. Mm. Yeah. You don't get to just wrap them up and good to go. So, unfortunately, that's the way it's going to go. Brisbane v... Uh, who are you picking? Well, I know who you're picking. Um, I already have. Uh, I'm thinking Collingwood will be able to, to win uh, by a 1-39 to 39 margin and just uh, <laughs> slide into the grand final uh, and uh, find themselves uh, again in the chance to, to win a flag. They, they get to many grand finals. They don't win too many, but this uh, this team at the moment under McRae playing really good footy, uh, but you're saying they don't have the style to perhaps win a GF? Well, we might see a bit... We might see whether your claim is uh, is franked. We will, or and don't worry. There's people all around the land collecting receipts <laughs> of some of my actions over the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to cop it from pillar to post. Yes. So that's why I'm going so hard on GWS. Still waiting for you to run a naked lap of Optus Stadium. But anyway, yeah, we'll get to that. You would be. You'd like to look at that. Oh, Brisbane. really? Yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brisbane v Carlton, three fifteen Saturday. A strange time. It is a free. It's, yeah, it overlaps with the NRL, but anyway, that's what they're trying to do, right? They're trying is, to overlap it, with the Broncos. Do you think so? that's what they're trying to do? Well, I don't know. Why would you, to be honest with you, they're probably trying to make sure that Carlton can, can back, get back to Melbourne that night. Yeah, that's, that's, that's your, if they if they win. That's a good point. Yeah, Carlton won eleven <laughs> of their past twelve, only losing to GWS uh, along the way. Uh, shout out GWS. Last time they met Brisbane, they won by twenty three at Marvel Stadium. So they have the form coming in here, Carlton. Mm-hmm. How do you see the game going? Well, at the Gabba, I think Brizzy's won seven of their past eight, and won, in fact, the last seven matches against Carlton. Average winning margin, 31 points. 
Um, look, there's more questions against Brisbane than Carlton because I think Carlton's achieved beyond what, you know, you think of the midway part of the season. We know poor old Michael Voss was under the pump. So I think they've had a really good season. But when you get this close, Scully, as you said, no point saying, oh, they've, you know, they've had a successful season. You're... You, you, one win, win away from the biggest game of the year. To so. use our friends playing down at Shelter tomorrow night, dice. You don't just have a roll of the dice and think, oh, no, no, no. Let's, let's have a good crack at it. If we don't get it, you're in a prelim. Yeah, like, desperate. You, you need to do everything to win. I just think they're a bit banged up, though. That's my concern about the Blues. Blake Aker's collarbone, Sam Doherty's shoulder, Cripps, Harry sure. Mackay can crush, can, concussion, concussion. Uh, Paddy Cripps is, yeah. I don't know. They're bang, they're, they are a bit banged up. So that is my concern. And Brisbane have been sitting back. Just chilling uh, for a week and a half, just getting themselves right. Jack Payne, I don't think, will play, uh, the Brisbane defender. What's the suggestion that... Um, Brisbane Brisbane beat Carlton, by the way, last time. Jaden didn't put Comma in, so... Yeah, I, yeah, I did think so. Yeah, That was at Marvel Stadium, by the way. Yes, so, it was. And I, I didn't correct you because I thought, no, there's no point uh, doing that. But the interesting one, selection was Jack Payne... Anchor, I can't see him playing. Talk of Jack Gunston coming into the side. That's certainly not a light for light replacement. He knows how to do it at, at finals time, Jack Gunston. But it, not as a defender, I would have thought. <laughs> no, that's no, correct. No. So, so not a light for light. Uh, here's the bloke that, you know, poor old Daniel Rich, again, not a light for light replacement, but he's sitting back thinking, is there a sneaky chance? But I, I suspect not. But I, I think Brisbane's midfield has been so good up at the gab. I, I, I just can't make a case for Carlton. In fact, you know, when you're, you're I guess you're bottom up roughly of the week is the Giants. We're giving yes. you that. Is that oh, it's it, been given, yes. It just straight out a victory, isn't oh, it? I think so, mate. Just, I mean, I mean the, mate, they're playing Collingwood, who have finished top of the ladder, playing at home in the MCG. They couldn't be bigger underdogs. Like, why are, they, they why are, are the odds so good? $1.55 for like, Collingwood. Seriously. So they're two thirty. So they're not, it's, not, it's not that rough. But anyway, I think that it, it's the most likely of an upset this weekend. So, uh, But look, can Dunkley, can Lockie Neal, can Carlton shut down their mids, which have been... Prolific up at the Gabba. It's just a, it's it's a mighty task. They have lost prelims up there before, though. If you want me to give you a roughie, and I'd say this would pay over three bucks. Bottom up roughie of the week. Start your footy weekend at bottom up. Grab your shoulders where bottom up have it covered. I'll I'll take um I'll take Brisbane by ten goals. Well, you've you've actually stolen my march because no no <laughs> I'm taking Brisbane by over forty points, yeah, which, which would be about that great. three dollar mark. I just think it's one of those matches that if they get on top early, and you go back through the the two finals they've played, um, Carlton. Last week against Melbourne, again, they should have lost that game. Theoretic Melbourne just completely butchered it. Yes. No denying the Blues, their, their character, they were gallant. They got a result. But you win that type of match and the emotion from it, I just feel that Brisbane have been close to the second best side all year, if not the best side. Collingwood finished minor premiers. But I think the two best teams will get there. Some player notes on this one, Skeeter. Lockie Neal's averaged 30 disposals, 15 contestant possessions against uh, against Carlton over the journey. Paddy Cripps does not like the Josh Dunkley matchup. Only had eight disposals and two clearances in 60 minutes. I think he got injured that game. Thank you, Jaden. Yeah. Sam Walsh averages 30 disposals. He's against the, Yeah. He, and he averages 30 against the Lions, one of only three teams in the AFL he does that against. So he might have a big one. Do you play Harry Mackay on the weekend? Do you, when you say yes. play, play your best team, yes. is he in that best side? Yes. Jack Martin's in the best team, so he plays. I can just tell you from a, a backline point of view, a forward line with Charlie Kernow and co versus Charlie Kernow, Harry Mackay and co, I would rather play Charlie Kernow and co. Yes. Oh, like as a, as a backman, because you don't have a second bloke to worry about. Harry Mackay, if he is left to his own devices... Is a common medalist, right? He's a fair way off that at the moment. 
Mate, it does not. It does not matter. It, I agree. I, I agree in with form, out of form, you play Harry Mackay. I, I, I agree with your premise, and you know what? What we've seen from Charlie Curnow during the finals, because for whatever reason, and there's been so much attention on him, he hasn't really fired a shot yet. Harry Mackay may not play a good game. He may he may not kick eight goals, but he's a bit of a distraction. Absolutely, for, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Absolutely, you have to play but, him. But mate. by the same token, when he gets his chances. In a, in a final, yep. he, he needs to step up because he's a quality. If you say you know a Coleman medalist potentially, he needs to. If he gets two or three looks at goal, he has to be kicking two of the three goals. He can't be butchering chances in finals because they're they're the things you remember so, players by. So, so he missed last week, right, with concussion. Is that right? Is that is that fair enough to say? Yes, he's got your concussion. First, first final, he missed one from the top of the square and hit and missed one from inside the square. Right, but. He had a couple of shots on goal. He had five marks. He was contributing, and then he got knocked out. So I, I don't think we've really seen anything of Harry Mackay. This, no, I just this, think he needs to prove. I think he needs to prove. A bit like you know, we've seen Joe Danaher question marks over him in big finals. He stood up in the last final against Port Adelaide in the qualifying oh, final. I mean, against like they might as well be playing West Coast. Wiped them. Well, oh, sorry. You can only go out to bat and bowl yeah. against who you're playing. <laughs> That's against. A good so, point. so Joe Danaher show that. I just want to see Harry do it. And he doesn't have to blow the house down and kick six or seven, but just do what he, he say. Kick his two goals, at the very least, provide an option outside of Charlie. You're ta- we're both taking Brisbane by a lot. I think so. You know, it's just they've just been they've been sitting there, they've been licking their lips, they've absolutely. been waiting for this emotional roller coaster. It reminds to come me of you guys up against Melbourne. Yeah, prelim. Final. I didn't want to say it, but that's yeah. Is that okay. right? Yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember the meetings beforehand, and Melbourne had this. They were this contested ball beast. That their midfield was firing. The the Melbourne fan base had got around them. That they, they had this beautiful story. Mm. Somewhere along the plane flight across the Nullarbor, that went out the window, and and it, and it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, and not not you know not knocking Melbourne on that case, but and you look at what Carlton. There's some similarities. You'd had a really tough qualifying final against Collingwood. Yep, one of the best finals I'd seen. Yep. live. Yeah, so look, I hope I'm wrong. I want to see two cracking finals, but I just wonder about Carlton's ability to match them. We probably we probably won't come back on on this if Collingwood doesn't win this grand final this year. Is that a is that a massive failure from that group? Uh, given their dominance this year, they, well, they win them on a premiership. They fought, made a prelim last year. Oh, under your words, yeah, if you don't win the flag, it is a failure, but. I mean, they're hard to, that they are hard to win, Scott. So I take a step back and say, you know, if Brisbane come out and 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 go brilliantly if they win their prelim final and win the grand final, they, they've been around the mark for a while as well. So you talk about sides that deserve them. It could be it could be Brisbane that deserves it this year. You're not turning, are you? You've, you've, I'm just saying. I'm not saying they're going to. Oh, yeah. oh I'd like. To, I have no issue with Brisbane winning. I reckon Chris <laughs> Fagan's outstanding, and I, um, I'm in a deep dark corner at the moment. I've written Brisbane off since about round six. <laughs> Collingwood hates me. Um, I love GWS and Carlton can't win and I'd love to see them in it but they're going to make the grand final so there's a big potential Brisbane play Collingwood in the grand massive final massive chance you can revisit that, uh, <laughs> those grand finals from 0203 I think it was Will Schofield Mark Redding Shuttle Footycast Waffle grand final this week Skeeter yes Peel uh, v East Fremantle my boys Peel Thunder I tell you what it's like that festival of footy at the moment the Giants and the Thunder yeah it's like those two sort of Homeless children sort of finding their way into a, a beautiful warm bed, and uh, <laughs> well, you know, I say that with all due respect. The Giants are it's not the ugly ducklings; they have been, you know. Oh, there we go. The Giants—they're coming to town. Can you believe, by the way? Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of the Giants. One team that beat them this year. 
Oh, West Coast. West Coast <laughs> Eagles beat the Giants. That's crazy. That's crazy. Round two or something. Anyway, so um, what are we talking about? Peel Thunder. Peel Thunder. Yeah, big story this week. And I say that I did break this on radio that uh, John O'Marsh, I thought it was a hamstring, told it a hamstring. In fact, it's an adductor. But he uh, injured himself at training at Coburn about a well, less than a week ago. Had scans, no good. He's out. Kicked 20, He's out. 20 goals, 12 this year. That's a big blow for East from It means Dylan O'Reilly probably comes back into the side. He's had a hamstring injury. Uh, but uh, Billy Monaghan with a bit of um, bit of adjusting to do to his his forward setup. Uh, very impressed with Jeff Valentine and Peel last weekend. Um, their AFL list of players important, but not critical to their you know, their success. Um, guys like Blair Bell and Jack Sears have had really good final series. Ben Middleton, Ben Middleton, exactly. So they're um, they're a quality side, and their bigger bodies are going to be really tough for for East Fremantle to dislodge. It's been twenty five years since East Fremantle last won their flag. And last flag in 1998, Peel have won two already. They're looking for their third, and East Fremantle chasing their 30th premiership. So talk about the, the, the traditional, um, the old school waffle club up against the, the new boys relatively um, at Optus. And hopefully we get more than 30,000 for what should be uh, a really good game of footy. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because, oh, you know, East Fremantle, I think, is the, the Cinderella story, if you'd like to say. Well, there's the, there's the traditional talk that the, the alignment with Fremantle, Peel Thunder... Do you buy into that? Look, I've been into the system. Peel's work pretty hard to make sure their local talent um, is the forefront of that footy club and they run the footy club. And, and to be frank, the Freo guys come down and they barely train and they come down and play. And mm. the people that are driving that footy club are Peel people. So I don't quite buy into the, well, they've got all the Freo players and that's why they're there. They haven't been there. They weren't there last year. They weren't the year before. Like it's, it's still difficult to get there and you've got to be able to do it and you've got to be able to, be able to build the talent from within. So... I'll be big on Peel. Um, they'll actually be wearing black armbands for my brother Jace, uh, Matty Rosa, oh, nice. uh, message me, which I think is pretty bloody special. So I'm all over Peel. Get stuff free, Freo. You're like the Collingwood in my eyes. You can piss right off. Pam Baker, 284. Long time. This is, uh, we're into listener questions here. Yeah? Long time back chat listener. Who's going to win? Waffle, Waffle Grand Final? Who are you picking? Well, you've sort of you've, you've made me check my selection now that you no, mentioned the, no. uh, the 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 sort of the, the personal nature of it. No, um, I'll pick East for I'll pick East. I just yeah, from a footy perspective, it'd be nice to see a new club win it. Okay, go Peel. Long time back chat listener. This is from Pam Baker. Just booked into the dodgiest of dodgy hotels in India, oh. but feeling safe in my room listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like a Vindaloo curry, we are though. We go straight through you. <laughs> One ear at the other. <laughs> Can you suggest any good places to watch the AFL GF in New Delhi besides my room? Well, Skeeter? I've never been to India. Um, and I've got to say, I, I, yeah, I'd love to go and watch some cricket there, but I've never, ever gone to India. So are there any Aussie bars? Do they, can you drink in India? Uh, I don't know. I've you been, can drink in India. No, well, you can, there's places. You can drink in oh, have you been there, have you? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> well, just tell me where you go. I've got no idea. Do you, you don't have like the shoe in India, do you? Like, it's not like, well, you don't have the shelter just uh, on the I don't corner. Know. Why not? Is she, she might be over for the World Cup, which is coming up shortly. I don't know. That's a long... Which World Cup? Cricket. It's Cricket starts in about oh, a month. Um, anyway, I, I don't know where you'd go and watch it, but I think the Travis Kelsey voice would probably be appropriate now, but just uh, check your local guides as they say. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, jump on TripAdvisor. Mr. Redding's fan this is from. Wow. Oof. Obviously got a lot of spare time, yeah. <laughs> Good to see my daughter right yeah. here. Hello, Liv. Uh, do you play a less physical... What? I don't think it's asking Have you read you. this before? No, I haven't. <laughs> do you play less physical to avoid suspension in a prelim final so that if you do win, you're available to play in a grand final? No. Far from it. Absolutely not. I think, yeah, that's just... 
that's inviting. I mean, it's it's you, well, you tell you're the, the ex player, you can't go with that sort of attitude. The prelim final is actually more nerve wracking than the than the grand final. Way more nerve wracking than the grand final. Grand final, you feel like well, we just leave Either everything out there and and we'll. But but to get into it, the nerves pre-game in a prelim. I remember the North Melbourne one in 2015. Less so Melbourne, like we learned a lot from 15, but 15, we didn't we didn't score in the first quarter. We didn't score a goal. And we, I just remember being so nervous. We'd beaten Hawthorne in a qualifying. North Melbourne weren't the best side we were. It was at home. This is this is the con this is what will be going through Collingwood's mind. Did Con- produce he missed the qualifying final with a missed cord? the qualifying yep. with an injury yep. and, and then played the prelim. Played the prelim, yeah. Um so look, nerve wracking times the the prelim, but once you get into it, it's 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 almost more physical. Like it's it's a huge game. The first quarter will just be absolute mayhem. Whoever can settle into their game the best, and this is both games. The only way Carlton beats Brisbane is if they start really well. Yep. And I think GWS have got to start so, really well to be in the game with Collingwood. If either of them gets blown off the park in the first quarter, it's going to be very difficult. But that's what win. we've seen with with almost every final. I stand corrected this. Yeah, it probably goes back for, for many years. But you start well in finals, in particularly this series, yep. uh, whether it's Collingwood against Melbourne in the qualifying final, Brisbane against Port Adelaide in the other qualifying final. GWS. Um, GWS, I think it was about a, it was even at quarter time against the Saints, but they they quick they they certainly more than matched, and that's what the interstate sides or the visiting side has to do. Yeah, and that's if that they, they don't have to necessarily be five goals to one, but they if they're three goals apiece. Yes. That suddenly changes the dynamics. Yeah. You're into it, absolutely. It's going to be a good weekend, Skater. Looking forward to it. Up the Giants. Uh, you're going for the Pies. You're going for the Blue Baggers. Get rolled. East Fremantle, Brisbane. Yeah, it should be huge. Prelim final, grand finals. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Shelter Footycast on socials. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email. Um, I'm done. I'm going to have another pack of darts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.